we got to fix it up. We got to get it together. Uh, you guys going to have to bear with me. I haven't eaten all day. So as you can see in front of your screen there, you see it. You see the books. You see the basketball. You see the shoe. Let me fix it a little bit more for y'all. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. We about to talk about it. So y'all bear with me. Once we get it together, I'm going to check the audio. I'm going to change the name. Try to put up a thumbnail. It's story time. I'm going to call this my shortcomings. <laughs> mm. One thing about me, and um, I never stop trying, man. You can never stop trying. Once you stop trying, that's it. It's over for you. What should I call this? Basketball time? Basketball story time? Yeah, let's do it like that. Basketball story time. And then I'll load up a thumbnail later. Let's go ahead and share this all across all social media. Once again, I am your host, Darshawn McAway. I really want to thank you guys for being here. I greatly appreciate it. You know, I know you guys could be doing a lot of different things. But you're here with me. So we're going to go ahead and check the audio. I'm going to try to eat and talk at the same time. You, you guys know I don't like to do that too much. I like to eat my food in peace. But um, <clears throat> I got things to take care of today. So I can't sit back and, and just eat my food and have y'all waiting. Um, as you guys have been seeing, we've been putting out some new interviews for Wild Podcast. So please, please go check those out. Some phenomenal interviews that have been coming up here lately. Um, if you have a book or a product, any type of book, any type of product that you want to promote, go to my about section and reach out to me. You can reach out to my personal assistant. You can reach out to my publicist, and they will let me know what you want to do. So we're going to talk about basketball. I'm going to take you guys back to middle school, through high school, all the way through to, to college and to semi-pro. And we're going, to <laughs> we're going to talk about the books in front of you. We're going to make it happen. So you guys bear with me. I'm going to check this audio. And I'm um, going to eat some of my food here. I wanted to do a mukbang. Oh, my, my, my microphone sounds nice. Ooh, baby, baby. Okay, so check this out. I wanted to do a mukbang, but I'm just not, I'm not good at them. Because of the, like, I can't really eat and talk. It's just kind of hard for me to do that, to be honest with you. All right, so what's the purpose 
What's the purpose of me having a basketball, the tennis shoe, and everything else <laughs> on the screen? Where's my drink? Well, let's go all the way back until the time where little Darshan wanted to be a basketball player. So for me, it started when I was about probably about maybe five, maybe six years old. Wanted to play basketball and, you know, you see the big kids, you see your dad and your cousins playing and you go out there and dribble the ball and they see that you got potential. So they, you know, they practice with you a little bit, you know, teach you how to dribble with your left hand, with your right hand, you know, go shooting. Right. So as time progressed, you know, I started being more interested in basketball, you know, and I just I took it serious. I took it real serious because I used to hear my dad tell me that, you know, I could do anything. So for me, I had a, a height deficiency growing up because I didn't reach my full potential until I pretty much got like through high school. So you got this little small, little skinny kid, you know, playing basketball in elementary, didn't play on a basketball team, just, you know, shooting around the neighborhood with some friends. And I would I would tell you this when I was playing basketball in the neighborhood with my friends, that was the most influential time I had ever had. I had the type of friends that they were on the basketball team and they did have fathers and uncles in their lives like every single day and they would play sports all the time, you know? So it got down to the point where my friends helped me more accountable and they like kind of made me practice. So here I am, I'm in elementary school and we're going around the neighborhood and we're like, we're killing it, you know? And I'm learning how to play basketball even more I'm learning how to shoot more. You know, we're talking about plays and we used to call We used to have a play called the rainbow. And I remember it to this day. The rainbow basically was towards the end of the game. If we're up a couple points, somebody shoot the three pointer. And if it bounced off, the other person's coming, you know, it's coming for the rebound to put it back in. And every single time, man, we would do the rainbow. And whoever was good at shooting threes would be the person that can really call that play. So fast forward, you go into middle school. I get into middle school and I still got like a little growth spurt, just a little bit, but nothing too major, you know, still kind of small, not, you know, not too big and want to play basketball. Mom said, no, can't play basketball. You know, it's going to cost too much and everything like that. So you got to find you something to do. So I didn't know what else to do in middle school so I took it upon myself to just kind of like study a little bit more and just kind of be somewhat of a bookworm you know because I just I wanted to play basketball mom said no you just listen to what you know you listen to what your parents say and you you just can't play the sport you know because they're the ones taking care of you so sixth grade goes past and my mom talks to me she says well you got to do something you know, to keep yourself occupied. You guys, we got you guys in karate, but we feel like y'all need to do some more stuff. So I say, well, I don't, I really want to play basketball. And she kept on saying no. And part of her reason for telling me no to play basketball was she didn't want my life to be hung up on just basketball. Because if I didn't make it to the, to the big league, what was I going to do? So she wanted to keep me focused on something that was realistic, which was having an education learning how to read, learning how to write, and learning how to speak to people 
confidently and having some competence when it comes to having a conversation with people. So I begged my mom pretty much. And uh, also my dad, he sent the basketball down. And, you know, he was asking me, like, you know, are you still practicing? Are you still doing your thing? You know, is your mom going to let you play basketball? And I said, I don't, I don't think she is. So my mom had uh, entertained the idea of me playing in the band. And the band and basketball is two different things. Wasn't interested in instruments. Got into the band, went to band camp, still had a little, you know, a growth issue. Uh, learned how to play the alto saxophone. And there came a time during that sixth grade year going into seventh grade, um, the basketball tryouts came up for seventh grade. So I'm learning how to play the saxophone. I'm in the band, but I'm going to see if I can try to do both. I'm going to try to play in the band and play basketball, which was kind of difficult because there were going to be days where the band were going to be there to support the basketball team. So you, it's like you, you got to choose one, right? So <clears throat> I'll never forget this. And I have put it behind me, but I'll never forget this. My seventh grade year, coming to do basketball tryouts, uh, the coach name was Coach Mitchell. Coach Mitchell posted a basketball flyer telling any and everybody to come out, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, basically come as you are and, um, you know, just try out for the basketball team. So here I come, little Darshan, little skinny Darshan. You know, still didn't grow. I probably was no taller than maybe five foot five or something like that. I get in there. I'm walking towards the uh, the basketball arena. And I remember Coach Mitchell telling me, like, what are you doing? And I was like, I came to play basketball. And he was like, no, you're not. You're too short. And he closed the door in front of my face. Pretty much my first time telling this story. I will say this, back in the day, uh, I don't know if he's dead or alive, but back in the day when he said that to me, I definitely called him an asshole because, I mean, he crushed my dreams. I was just a seventh grader. So I go home and uh, I tell my mom, and, you know, my mom don't say anything. She kind of just brush it off. It's one of those things where if your parents see you, if they give you the 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 ability to to pout and cry, you're going to end up doing it. So she kind of just didn't really pay too much attention to it and, you know, told me to go ahead and get my lesson done and, you know, better luck next next time type of deal. Right? So... Excuse me, guys. So, so I go, all right, brush it off. Still in the band, still doing something. Totally fine. I'll get over it. I end up learning how to, in a sense, perfect the saxophone, focused on playing the saxophone, focused on getting my grades up. Uh, I think for the most part, I was like a, a B student. Uh, all I did was uh, play my saxophone, but I also was practicing playing basketball at the same time, you know, because I still, I, I, you know, I got older, moved into a different neighborhood, started playing basketball around the neighborhood and kind of just kicking it with some more friends. So 
middle school was a no-go when it came to basketball. It was all about instruments. It was all about, you know, my grades. So come my freshman year, going into high school, this is when I had my growth spurt. I was about roughly about 5'5 five, five in middle school. Go to high school, I'm about a good 5'9". Grew over the summer. And I remember growing over the summer because I was sleeping a lot. I was in a lot of pain. I remember my back hurting a lot, and I remember my knees hurting a lot. And I never really paid attention to it. But I said, oh, that's that's the growth spurt that people be talking about, right? So here I am, 16 years old, freshman in high school, five foot nine, trying to make it do what it do, right? Better in basketball, great handles, left hand, right hand, can shoot anywhere on the court, can jump out the gym. I'm ready to go. Why? Went to Memphis, Tennessee, playing uh, basketball with my dad, playing through the summer, playing with cousins, playing with my little brothers, just playing with all different types of people, play, playing with grown men, like just the whole nine. So I'm fully ready to try out for the basketball team as a freshman. Mind you, every basketball tryout uh, throughout the, I guess the entire world has about three cuts. Freshman in high school, five foot nine, ready to play, got a little taller, still a little skinnier, but I'm ready. I got confidence. So we have a, uh, a three cut tryout. I think basketball lasted about a good two or three days. And there were about 100 people, 100 people that tried out for basketball. And out of 100 people, I think each team, whether it be the freshman team, the varsity team, no, the junior varsity team and the varsity team, they had about 10, 10 to 15 players on the team. So you're looking at about 45 people. Roughly about, I'm going to say about 30, 30, I'm going to say 40, maybe 40 people out of 100 that made the basketball team. At that time, in the years 1991 through the year 2001, that was the, that was the era. This is why the shoe was up here. It's not this particular shoe, but that was the era of and one. These are and one shoes. There wasn't a basketball player or a person who played basketball who did not want to become like the people that were in the and one videos from back in the day. Everybody who tried out for the basketball team was dribbling the basketball as if they were on a freestyle Harlem Globetrotters uh, event, but they wasn't playing basketball. Now, I had on for my tryouts, I had on the Jordan 11s, the all white ones, the, the ones, it's not really the Space Jams, it's the originals, the white ones with the uh, clear bottom patent leather. I'm noticing, I'm noticing that everybody's playing street basketball. And the coach had told us, I'm not looking for street ballers, I'm looking for fundamental basketball players. And it just went over everybody's head. It just went over everybody's, I'm looking for fundamental basketball players. Yes, I know how to play street basketball, but I also know the fundamentals. The fundamentals are we need to win the game. It's not about looking fancy. It's not about dribbling the fancies. It's not about who can shoot the ball from half court. It was all about can we win the game? So here I am. The spirit of Michael Jordan entered into me. So I'm playing basketball like Mike. 
And, and, and anybody who played on the team, they can vouch for me that first day I tried out, I'm playing basketball like Michael Jordan. I got the floor open, right? I'm still kind of short, so I'm playing point guard. I'm playing a small, what was it, shooting guard, point guard, shooting guard, right? So here I am. I'm a freshman. I'm about 15 going on 16, and I'm playing with the varsity side of the guys. Like I kind of ended up linking up with the guys who were like a little bit bigger than me. They were like seniors. And one of the guys was like, Coach, like, check him out. You know, like, he he might be good to be on the squad to play varsity. So here I am. I'm playing. We're doing scrimmages. I'm making it past every scrimmage. So every scrimmage that we did, the coach would basically knock off people who are not paying attention on how to run a play. Or, like, the coach would tell you, pass the ball to this person. He's the coach. So pass the ball to that person because they can see that you can't see how open the floor is. So you got to be listening and you got to be making a wise decision on when you plant basketball. So I'm doing what the coach telling me to do. I'm knocking them down. I'm laying them up. I'm doing everything. And I say about, I'm going to say about three days into it, that last day. So let's say we had trials on a Wednesday. The last of the trials fell off on a Friday. And on that Friday, what happened was there was a list every day that would knock people off. He would post a list every day by the Gatorade machine. Actually, he would put it on the Gatorade machine because everybody would go over there to get Gatorades. And the look, the look on people's faces when they didn't make the team, and I did, they had considered me to be like, I'm a sorry player, I suck. So it got to the point where I was getting animosity for no apparent reason. Here I am. I'm just trying to play basketball because Coach Mitchell from middle school told me that I'm too short and I can't play for his basketball team. So now here I am in high school. I'm fueled by that to be a better person and a better player to prove to myself that I, I was always good to play basketball. So here comes uh, Friday. Friday, um, I'm nervous. I made it past the first two cuts, but here's the real deal. Real deal is th this is when everybody knows that either you're going to play basketball or you're not. I see my name on the list. I see my best friend. He made it past like the first two cuts, but the third one, he didn't make it. And after that, my best friend, he had never, he was never the same again. What he failed to realize was, and I'm pretty sure he knows it now, he was still playing street basketball. He was still playing and one basketball. Now he was a good he was a good basketball player. He had phenomenal handles, could do every trick in the book, but that's not what the coaches wanted to see. They wanted to see teamwork. I had presented teamwork. I was taught how to play basketball from my dad and my cousins, you know, pass the ball, look at who's open, like, you know, like hold your head up when you're dribbling so you can see what's what's going on on the court. A lot of those guys, you know, would dribble with their head down. They couldn't dribble with their left hand. So I was an all-around basketball player, which is the reason why I made the team. So my freshman year, we go through all three tryouts, make it on that Friday. On the paper, it says that basketball practice is at 530. And then we go to basketball practice. As um, soon as we walk in, all the coaches are clapping to everybody, you know, congratulations, you guys made it. Okay, now the fun stuff is over with. Now it's time to get to work. Instantly, everybody who's not dressed, hurry up and get dressed and give me like 50 suicides. 
I'm like, 50 suicides. If you know what suicides are, it's basically running back and forth on the court, but touching like each line. And you got to do it like 50 times. Ridiculous, but we ended up doing it, right? So here I am running suicides, and I'm starting to think to myself, like, man, what did I get myself into? You know, maybe I'm not ready for this the way I thought I was. So we started doing things that I had never heard of before, the five-man weave, the three-man weave. Uh, there was some basketball plays that I was just unfamiliar with. And what I noticed about basketball at the time was the people who were there playing, they were raised up like to play basketball from like a young age. I played, but they were like playing on teams. This was my first team event. This was my first time being a part of something where I had to like play basketball with people who are other than my family. And I have to like, I'm going to end up being with these guys for like the rest of the school year. So anyway, fast forward, basically through high school, I ended up doing pretty good. My freshman year, I played on a varsity team for like a few games. And then I ended up going back to the freshman team. And then on my working my way up, I went from freshman JV to varsity. I played, I played three years in, in uh, high school basketball. The one year I missed because the coach was very strict about grades. My freshman year, what got me kicked off the team, what got me kicked off the team, and this, is, this shows you how good I can play basketball, what got me kicked off the team was one class, one grade. I had a D, and the coach told us he's not going to accept any D students on his team. He really don't want to accept C students, but C you know, is like above average. So I had got a D in one class. Just one class. All my other classes, I had A's and B's. I had one D. Coach came to me and said, hey, Miss um, Henry said that you're not passing her class. You got to go to summer school. So you won't be able to try for the team next year. So I sat out my sophomore year. I didn't go to any basketball game. I practiced even harder. I come back the next year. The next year is the same tryout days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a three-day tryout. Same, another group of 100 people coming in. I beat those guys out again. Now I'm competition to them because I had played on the freshman team. They saw me play varsity. They seen me play JV. They seen me play. So they were bouncing me around because they, you know, they needed certain people. So it's my junior year. I'm coming in. Everybody's trying to beat me out because I'm one person that was on the team. So I'm a mark now. I'm the, I'm the target, Right. So I'm knowing this. Now I got to I got to play basketball 10 times harder because I'm trying to get back on the team. They're trying to get on the team and they're trying to beat me. So I go, "Okay, cool." Blow them out the box. Somehow, some way, I ended up like developing stronger legs. I started rebounding more. I'm talking about I'm, I'm snatching stuff off the backboard, everybody cheering me on, everything like that. Like Darshan coming back, boom boom boom. You know, so I beat everybody out on the tryouts make it on a junior varsity team my 11th grade year, played junior varsity, didn't average too many points, got a lot of rebounds, and then it transitioned into varsity and pretty much the same thing. It, it became more competition with more uh, aggressive and faster students from different, you know, different uh, high schools. Did pretty good, played three years of high school basketball, and... Go through the season, try to make All-American, 
you know, we see Kobe Bryant. Everybody wanted to be like Kobe. Everybody wanted to be 16, 17, trying to go into the NBA league. And there was a few people, Kevin Garnett, all these people. And so we all grew up watching these people. We all grew up seeing this stuff. So it's it's natural to want to be where everybody else is going. You want to be that NBA player. It's, it's, a, it's a dream. It's a goal to finally play basketball and get paid to play basketball, but you're also playing basketball. It's something that you love to do. Well, my high school year is about to end. It's my senior year. I didn't make McDonald's All-American. I applied for it, um, but didn't get the recognition. We didn't have the type of coaches that were into that. Our coaches wanted to see us pass high school. Basketball wasn't something that was at the forefront for them to get us to the next level. They wanted us to play basketball, win for the school, win for the team, but they wasn't thinking about the NBA. They wasn't thinking about college. They were thinking about, listen, kid, you could break your leg, you could break your toe, tear your Achilles, uh, Achilles tendon and whatever, and then what are you going to do? You need to, you need to fall back on your education more so than your ability to play basketball. And we all understood that. So nobody from my high school basketball team that I was on made it to the NBA. There were people that stayed in the city that made it semi-pro, and I think somebody made it to the NBA, but it was nobody from my school. So my, my, high, school, my high school year passes by. It's time for me to walk across the stage. Now I'm looking at reality. Reality says that Darshan is not an NBA basketball player. He's not going to college on a, a basketball scholarship. He's either going to go to college and pay for school or he's going to go to work and pick up a trade. Well, I ended up picking up a trade. I ended up going to work and I sat out just one year before I went to college because I wanted to. I was tired. I was tired of school, you know, in a nutshell. I was kind of tired of school and I just wanted to. Just take a break and see what happens. So here I am, 18, going on 19, take a break from high school, come to realize that I really don't like the working world. There's not enough money. The trade pays well, but if I'm looking at the world financially, this ain't going to cut it for me. So I go, well, let me let me figure out what I'm going to do. I'm going to apply for school again. So in order for me to apply for school, guess what you got to do? You got to take an ACT, SAT. So I take the ACT, SAT, I pass it. Smart kid. I ended up moving to uh, Northwest Arkansas and transferred my ACT, SATs to the University of Arkansas. Ended up getting into the University of Arkansas for, they had like this program where you can apply to get in and you can take, you can take classes at the university, but you can also take classes at the community college. So I was doing... The University of Arkansas, I took a class or two there, and I was going to the community college. Then it got to the point where me traveling back and forth, because it was like a 30 to 45 minute distance between the two, it became too much. Now, it's possible for people to do it, but it was a hassle for me. Because mind you, I'm like not rolling in the dough just yet. I'm still like a teenager, you know. So I made a decision to fall off from the university, but but not until I had found out that in order for me to try out for the University of Arkansas's basketball team, I had to fill out an NCAA application 
And I had to do, it was something in the application that will qualify you to be the person that can go to the school and, and like walk on. My application got rejected. So I couldn't play basketball for the University of Arkansas because of my NCAA application got rejected. I forgot why. I got the paper somewhere, but I forgot why I got rejected. Anyway, I, it gets rejected. I find out that the college players, they play at the gym, at the hopper or something like that. So I go up there and I go, well, let me just play basketball with these guys to see if I even had a chance anyway. So if you guys are familiar, familiar with Gennaro Pargo, this was the year that Gennaro Pargo was playing basketball for the University of Arkansas. I think this was his last year. Even to this day, me and him about the same height, about the same way. I kept up with myself after all this time. I'm out there playing. Man, it's, I got to get the names of those other guys. But Gennaro Pargo, was, he was one for sure. So he was on the University of Arkansas basketball team. This was the year that Nolan Richardson, he just retired. He had just retired, and I was excited to get ready to play for Nolan Richardson, right? But he had just retired, so he was, you know, he was there in the gym, but he was just looking and watching. So here I am playing a pickup game with every University of Arkansas basketball player that has played from the year two from 1998 up until I think it was like 2001, 2002. No, I'll take it back. Maybe 1999, 99. Uh, so 2000. So anybody who played on the team from like 2000 up until 2004. So I'm playing with those guys. They're about my height, about my weight. You know, nothing too fancy. I get out there on the court. Realize that the three-point line is a, a little bit further back than anticipated. So I go out there, I'm shooting and I'm shooting air balls. So I'm like, man, I gotta, you know, I gotta push it a little bit more. I gotta push it just a little bit more. So I push it a little bit more, and it came time for everybody to pick, like, you know, pick their team. It just so happened that it was me and like one other person that was just there for a pickup game. So <clears throat> we get on the team. I'm opposite of uh Gennaro Pargo. I really want to I want to say the other guy name was like there's another guy named Michael Jones. I think he was there. Michael Jones and Gennaro Pargo. Anyway, we playing basketball. We going to like 20 was it 20, 22? We're going to like 22. Everything count, you know, twos and threes. We we counting it all. So, we played we played two games. First game we played full court and then the second game we played half court. But they were there just trying to practice. So anybody who was there for a pickup game, we got lucky because the coaches were there to kind of just watch, like, who's who. So here I am playing basketball, Darshan tapping back into his old self. I'm out there playing. I'm hooping. I'm holding my own. Kind of getting shoved around a little bit, got elbowed in the face, definitely got elbowed in the chest. So I'm thinking, like, man, these guys, you know, they playing a little dirty, you know. One guy tried to poke me in my eye. He got me a little bit, but he, you know, tried to poke me in my eye, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna stay from, I'm gonna stay from out of the hole. I'm gonna just stay out here, and I'm, you know, I'm gonna try to shoot some threes. So the first game we lose. Second game, so first game we lose full court. We lose by two points. Second game we playing half court. I'm opening up the floor. I'm passing it. I'm dishing it out. Made a layup or two. Come down to a game point. Mind you, early I told you the three-point line was a little further back than what I remember. So I go, step out where the three-point line is, drop it, boom, win the game. They want to run it back. 
I say, no, I ain't running it back. I'm done. Right. Because next is even. Right. So it's a draw. So I always do that to people. I leave it right there. You won one. I won one. You got to wait years before you play me again. So that means you can never say that you beat me. That's how I've always played basketball. If I win one, I run it back. But as soon as we both won one and one, you're going to never have the chance to say that you ever beat me. So the reason I tell that story is because when I shot that three-pointer, I shot it in Gennaro Pargo's face. Now, I'm only saying that because he's somebody to brag about because Gennaro Pargo is a phenomenal basketball player, and he made it to the NBA, and now he's, he's since retired, but he was a good basketball player. But the thing is, I didn't know who he was until after the fact. The guy who walked on with me just to play the pickup game, he was the guy that told me, he's like, you know who you shot a three-pointer on? I was like, no. He's like, man, that's Gennaro Pargo. He about to go to the league. So I go home, I look him up, and I, I look at all his highlights, and I go, oh, snaps. You know, I, I shot a, a game point on one of the top NBA, well, top Razorback players in that time, and he had just got drafted, like, coming up that school year to go to the NBA. So that was, that was my only bragging right. So the thing was, the thing that's special about it is, Gennaro Pargo, from that point in time, he gave me some dap. But when I would see him around town, he would salute me, you know, and we all got a chance to get to know each other. I ended up going up to play basketball some more, little pickup games here and there. But I never got the full opportunity to try out for the University of Arkansas Razorback basketball team. So <clears throat> fast forward, can't go to the University of Arkansas um, because of the money. The classes, you know, was the classes are extremely expensive. So I ended up going to the community college. And the community college had an intramural basketball team. So went to go try out for the uh, community college basketball team. Excuse me. Made the team. And we had some other community colleges that we were playing against. And I became a more developed player. And I was scoring. I was like averaging like 15 to 25 points per game. And I, I built up more confidence about myself. So that was like that first school year. Uh, my freshman year of, you know, switching over from the University of Arkansas to going over to the community college. So following that year, going into the, the spring, I get the bright idea to say, you know what, I'm getting older. I need to go try out for, like, for the NBA or the D League or something. Well, I kind of find out that there was a semi-pro team in Kansas City that was looking for some basketball players. So I go, great. Read the flyer. Uh, it says it's like $175 to try out. It's a three-day basketball camp, three-day cut, and um, the salary is going to be $500,000 for the basketball season. So I tell my auntie and my uncle, and uh, it just so happened that we had a family member that stayed up in Kansas City. I go to Kansas City, stay for the weekend. I go try out for the basketball team. And again, it's like every memory coming back again. It goes from high school to, to middle school, and everybody's competing against everybody, but it's always three cuts. So here we go. We playing basketball. I'm in there with the big boys now. This is semi-pro. This is the D-League. These guys are six, seven, six, nine. every bit of like 200, close to 300 pounds, just pure muscle, pure athleticism jumping out of the gym. I'm talking about taking off from the free throw line. Anything that you can think of, you, you can call it. So me not really exercising my true ability to take off from the floor, 
I say I better get with it because it's five hundred thousand dollars on the line, and I got to make something shake because this is another opportunity for me. Working out here in the regular working world isn't doing it for me, so I got to figure out something. So, long story short, I'm playing basketball. I'm hooping. I'm hooping. I'm trying to make the team. Made it past the first cuts. You got to understand, these are big guys. I'm a pretty big dude, but I'm not. I'm not that big. I'm not that tall. I'm six four. But these guys, I was looking up to these guys. Like, man, what's up, man? How you doing? All right, brother, what's up? Make it past the first cut. Make it past the second cut. Now it's do or die. This is the third cut. It's coming up. It's coming on a Sunday. We had third cuts. Coach letting everybody know, good luck to you, but it's every man for themselves. And we're going to make the decision that we're going to make. So I'm in there playing. The third cut came down to, which every cut come down to this, everybody who is previously on the basketball team, now you're competing against those guys. And the coach is trying to tell or determine how well you play with, with these guys when it comes to uh, the opposite opponent, but these will be your teammates. So here I am playing basketball with these guys. It's up to like me and I think two other dudes. Third cut is over with. Coach called us over. Hey, congratulations to everybody. You guys did a good job. Uh, Darshan, you know, thank you for coming to try out. But, you know, you just didn't cut it. You know, if we were looking for somebody that can run your position, we would. But we're looking for somebody who's like, you know, a little bit bigger and that can handle the ball like you. But just can if he can get down in the paint and push some power to it, this that's what we were looking for. So cool. I hold my head up high. I get to take home my jersey, uh, any paraphernalia, if I'm saying it correctly, that I had, I get, I got to keep it, you know, water bottles, you know, bag or whatever the case may be. And um, at 23, that was it. That was the end of my basketball stint. Um, I never tried out for another team. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought about it. I thought about going to try out for the Oklahoma uh, D-League team, but I just... I just kind of just put it to the side. So when I left the tryouts, I said to myself, well, one day I'm going to create a basketball shoe. Since I can't play basketball, I'm going to create a basketball shoe that every basketball player is going to wear. So I have since then created that shoe, but I never released it to the market. I never put it out there to the market. Uh, I kind of just been you know, toying with the ideal of designing shoes and doing different things. But for the most part, I really wanted to exercise my talents and started, you know, writing books and I would draw here and there. And I learned how to become a more proficient speaker and, and other things like that. I just really wanted to utilize as much as my life as I could um, and not just think that it was over for me because I didn't play basketball. So that's a part of my basketball story time. Um, I got an opportunity to play for the Bluff City Classic, which is a famous basketball tournament in the state of Tennessee, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. I got a chance to play in that. Um, and there were some some celebrity NBA players in there that I held my own with. And that was a, a great moment for my family, especially my dad, to see me play alongside some NBA players and uh, to be in that tournament. If it wasn't for my dad, I probably wouldn't have gotten a tournament because uh, he knew the coach and the coach asked my dad, you know, can I play basketball? And, and I basically got on the team because he knew my dad. But I, I, I did. I held my own. One of my little brothers would never let me live this down. But 
They said I got dunked on. I don't remember it. That's probably bad because I probably got dunked on that bad. But the guy did dunk the basketball, and I was near him. But my little brothers, they over-exaggerate, so they always say I got dunked on. But me, I never got dunked on. So, you know, I tried to have as much fun with basketball as much as possible. Um, I went to go buy these shoes from uh, from Walmart. And uh, just as a little side note, when I grew up, when I grew up in school, there were people who would make fun of you because you didn't have the latest Nikes, the latest Reeboks, the latest whatever, and they would make fun of you. And I never knew then that all of these shoe companies up until this very day, these shoe companies make all the shoes that are name brand to unknown brands. It's the same manufacturers and different plants that make these shoes. These shoes are no different than a Michael Jordan shoe. A shoe is a shoe. Whether you can run in it and play basketball, it's not about the shoe. But let the rest of the world tell it and the young people that is coming up, they think it's about a shoe. The reason I bought this shoe from Walmart, this is an N1 basketball shoe. The reason I bought this shoe is because that's all that it is. It doesn't make me a better basketball player or a worse basketball player. It just makes me a player that's wearing this particular shoe that came from Walmart. Now, whether I beat you in this shoe or lose to you, that's just up to the game. But in today's time, people are taking shoes and remixing them. So I bought this shoe because I'm going to remix it. I'm going to make this shoe my own. I'm going to make it a different design, put some different fabric on it, and I'm just going to make this shoe my own. So this message is for the young kids out there in the world. Don't let anybody bully you or pressure you into thinking that just because you buy your shoes from Walmart or Foot Locker or whatever the case may be, Dollar General, that you're no good of a person or you're not a better person. It just makes you a person that bought your shoes from a, a lower retailer. That's all that that is. Now, granted, some of these shoe material is not as best of a material as some other shoes, but they still come from the same manufacturer that make these shoes. So it's nothing too much different about these shoes versus, you know, a Steph Curry or whoever the latest NBA player is, is you know, LeBron James. So again, a shoe is just a shoe. Now, whether you can hoop in that shoe, that that needs to be determined. So that's a part of my basketball story. I'm going to finish my food. I'm going to come back with another podcast. And then we're going to get it going from there. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. Thank you guys for listening to my story time. That's to the best of my recollection. And we're going to get back to it. And we're going to talk some more business. And we're going to talk some books. I'll see you guys on the next go round. Peace.